welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Melanie Dawn, and joining me is Ashley McIver. We are both unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency, and we are proud to be introducing this week's episode brought to you by Nude Vodka Soda. In addition to my work as a speaker, I am also a certified life coach through Hungry for Happiness, and I own Bliss Coaching, Begin Loving Yourself and Soul. I am Ashley McIver, and I am a certified health coach and accountability coach. We are super excited to bring a topic to the table this week, and our topic is going to be how to love your body. And I know that a lot of us can really connect with this topic in many different ways, so I think we'll just go around the table and start asking everybody, what is your relationship to your body at this point? Uh, Haley Lowen, innovation coach. Ooh, my relationship with my body right now? Today. I, you know what, it's a lot better than what it used to be, but at this moment it's not to the level that I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. And I seem to make a lot of excuses because I have, a, I'm a very motivated person and I know if I just used a little bit of that motivation to get the ball rolling, to do more like activity, um, exercise, get out and do that jog I've been wanting to do forever, that I would feel more confident and comfortable because I, I know that when I am working out or doing something like physical, it helps like my body to feel more like tight. <laughs> you know, I like there's, there's these places where it's just like, oh, it's not tight anymore. And I look at it and it's just like, man, if I only went for that fucking run, you know, or if I only started to just develop um, a routine around yeah, for it. Sure. But for some reason, I just, I, I don't. Like something blocks me and it has a lot to do with like me and my businesses. Mm-hmm. Like I have a few of them and they seem to take up a lot of my time. Sure. So I'll be like, okay, well, I'm not going to go for a run because I have to work on like this photography package that I'm giving somebody or I can't go for a run because I need to develop more of a, like a coaching program right now because I'm switching up my business strategy. So I always make an excuse. So that's mm-hmm. left me in a place where I am unhappy with my body right now. So I'm going to ask you, what is your intention behind the working out? What pushes you to want to work out? One thing I have learned is you cannot hate yourself. You cannot force yourself. You cannot Mm. do any of those things to push yourself to do workouts or eat properly. Mm. So what is your intention behind the working out? Okay, so my workout, I say running, but my main one is yoga. Mm. I love it. And I like the spiritual part 
of yoga and that feeling that you get afterwards where you have this just like this clarity and and uh, that bliss yes. feeling. Yeah. Right. And that's sort of what I get from running as well is that afterwards you get that high. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love that feeling, but there's something blocking me from going, mm-hmm. getting to that. And I don't know what it is. Coach. <laughs> so I guess that's what I mean by saying like, what is your, what is your resistance to actually getting out and doing the yoga? It's time. My idea that I don't have the time. That's my resistance. It's like, well, I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. Something that's easily pushed off. So it's not totally. a priority. Yeah. But can you be okay with it not being a priority? No. No. Okay. Right. So what's one decision you can make today to see if you can get your yoga in? This week even. Well, first of all, I feel like it's having the awareness that this is where I'm at. So actually talking to a coach like you and Ashley helps me to bring that awareness to the table so that I can make a decision mm-hmm. or, or a plan right? But when you're on autopilot and you're kind of like, um, maybe you don't tell anybody that you're not working out, you're not doing yoga Mm -hmm. or whatever, you're able to like coast for a little while underneath the table. Because nobody, you don't have anybody to check in with. Exactly. But having a a coach helps you, you know, have that check-in or like that have to like, oh, okay. That accountability. Yeah, for sure. Which is Ashley. Ashley's. Yeah, absolutely. you get in a rut mm-hmm. and when you have nobody to answer to, it's easy to just push it aside. Yeah. And we say no time, but there is time. Oh, you mean like when but- I was watching Netflix this afternoon? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that time? <laughs> and I'll often say to clients, we can do 30 minutes a day. That's all it takes. Yeah. And it really is all it takes. It can be a short little boot camp for 30 minutes. It's making that time for yourself. And I'm not talking about getting up at four in the morning and going. I'm talking about just 30 minutes at home and just getting it done. Because Mm -hmm. that just changes your mindset right away. If you can go consecutively for three days, you're just on a whole different mindset. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going with this flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do this today. Yeah, I can get in my Netflix, but I also got to get in that 30 minutes. And it just sort of flows and it becomes habit. And it becomes just something that you have to get into your day. Mm-hmm. And you well, do it. And not only that, like if you, you need to come to some sort of acceptance of yourself as you are right now. And the fact that you haven't been doing it, let that go. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be in acceptance of where you're at in this moment and make kind of micro decisions throughout the day to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally what I need to do is those micro decisions so that it's not this, like, I have to do this. I don't, I don't want to get into that have to, because I'm, I'm a very rebellious person. Mm -hmm. So when I have the have to, I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I make time for like meditation every single day and it makes me, and it helps me to feel good. And sometimes I go to that place. Well, that's enough. That's mm-hmm. enough. But then, like, I just bought a, um, like, a sexy outfit for my husband and myself. Yeah, for sure. And I was in it, and I wasn't 100% confident in it, where I used to be, like, you know, I put that on, and it was like, damn, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, I look good, you know, where, it's, where now it's like, oh, this is different. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is different. It's different. <laughs> That's what a very nice is this? <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, Jessica Houston, Glitter and Grace Coaching, what is your relationship with your body? Mm. Today? Today. Um, I think I have come to a place of acceptance of where I 
am as far as I physically look, but one area with my body that I haven't come to acceptance with is sometimes how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have fibromyalgia. So for me, um, a day without pain is just like a happy day. Yeah. And if I can get through the day without pain, then that's great. So when it is a day that doesn't already involve pain, the last thing I want to do is start exercising and create pain. <laughs> so for yeah. me, that's my block. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the time. It's not, I can come up with lots of excuses. Trust me. I'm really good at that. <laughs> but that really, when I sit down and think about it, really like what is preventing me from doing it is the fear that mm-hmm. it will cause pain on a day that otherwise is actually pain-free. So that's my block. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you, before we started recording, mm-hmm. you were telling us about your trip to Bali, and I would like you to <laughs> tell us about that, please. Okay. <laughs> um, so what I was sharing was that when I went to Bali this summer, I went to a retreat, um, which was called Kali's Portal, um, which if you listen to last week's episode, um, you'll hear a little bit about Kali. Um, but one of the exercises that they had us do was something that I never thought I would have ever participated in. (laughs) Um, They had us stand in a circle of uh, five women and we each took our turn standing in the middle and what we had to do and keep in mind we didn't know each other and also um, most of the girls there were from Brazil and did not speak English. They spoke Portuguese so I had a translator beside me to translate everything so that we could all understand the same language. So I'm standing in front of five, in the middle of five women, um, and what we had to do is to our comfort level, so not everybody went the entire way, but to our comfort level, Mm -hmm. we would each remove one piece of clothing at a time, and as we remove the piece of clothing, we also shed something that we were ashamed of or something that we didn't like about our body. And you could go as far as you wanted or not at all. So some some girls didn't actually take off any clothing at Mm -hmm. all. But the majority slowly started getting more comfortable (laughs) with it. And by the end, um, had removed all of their clothing. Now, for me, looking at this as a potential exercise, I was mortified. Like mortified completely when she said that this is what we were doing. And I thought, there's no way in hell I'm taking off any clothes. And you know what? Mm -hmm. By the end of the evening... I actually stood in the middle and I removed all of my clothing and I felt so liberated after it was all done because not only was I looking at all these other women who, you know, typically women don't get together and dance around without their clothes on. Um, so it was an experience where I looked at these other women and I was able to say to myself, like, wow, we all have imperfections. We We all all have have bodies. We all have boobs. We all have wrinkles. We all have Mm -hmm. all of the imperfections that you hold so closely to yourself, right? Um, For example, I I had a breast reduction and something I've always been really ashamed of, which is really ridiculous when I think about it, is the scars that I have from that. And if I enter into a new relationship in the past, it's always been like, oh, well, I have these scars and, you know, got to keep them covered up and I don't want anybody to see. And you know what? Out of 20 women, there was 12 women that had had breast reductions. There was 12 women that had the exact same scars that I had. Wow. And so it helps release that fear and that like a shame that isn't really necessary. doesn't need to be there. Mm. And that's just an example of it. But it was the whole experience was completely liberating and completely um, a power moment. 100% going back to last week's no episode kidding. too. Just um, very freeing and mm-hmm. really 
yeah, lifted the shame. Mm. That's so beautiful. That Thank is you for really sharing beautiful. That. Yes. Thank you very much. I think when we enter into an exercise program, the main thing is we have to be doing it for the right reasons. Totally. We can't go in there with the heads headspace. Okay. Well, I want you to put me through an exercise and I want to have a really nice tight ass. When we start to have that kind of mm. mentality, I, I can't even coach you mm -hmm. because clearly you know, until you learn to just love your body for the way it is and want to have an exercise plan put in place because you love your body and you just want to make it stronger and you want your mind mm -hmm. to be stronger, then I can't help you. As soon as you start to have those sort of thoughts and maybe work with Mel on, on helping you to get those thoughts, then I can help you to get, you know, stronger legs or a stronger back or, or get that boot camp in or get that hike in with me or, or when you have the right mindset, then we can get you on the right fitness Well, path. when you are in like fear-based hustle mode, it's not happening. It's mm -hmm. not happening because you put so much pressure on yourself that at some point it's going to be too much. Your mind just wants to do and be in a space that is familiar. So if you don't change your mindset, it's not because you are sabotaging yourself. It is like your mind literally wants to do what is familiar. And you will go back to doing the things that you did because that is what your body and mind know. Mm -hmm. Until you change your mind and your mindset and your self-talk, you can't change any of those other things. Right. You right. can't. It's interesting that you say that because when I was younger, I had a really like strong or high metabolism. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would eat like McDonald's every day, you know what I mean? And nothing would happen. Uh, and I think I fall back on that a lot where mm. it's like, I'll just go and I'll have that piece of cake and I'll have that same mindset that, well, if I, I don't have to do anything, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then it's just like, oh shit. But it's Actually, that, it's that yeah. habit. It's that pattern that yes. I need to, or I want to switch. And the thing is the, the, the thing is, is to find that balance. Mm. I, I meet individuals that are either one way or they're the other. They're at the gym every single day or they're like no dairy, no carbs, no completely un not sustainable, completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. All you need is balance. Mm -hmm. You can't be one way or the other. You can just be in between. You can mm -hmm. be a little bit of both. You can be those pizza, that pizza, that 30 minutes of exercise, just that healthy balance. And be able to live still, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I fucking work out yeah. and I smash a pizza on a Saturday. Totally. And a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. Ashley, you, you haven't shared with us what Ashley McIver health coach, what is your relationship to your body? It's, I have a healthy relationship with my body That's now. Amazing. I love it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a teenager and growing up, horrible. Yeah. Terrible. Completely insecure, completely self-conscious. Where do you think that came from, though? Probably from seeking approval growing up and not quite knowing what body I fit in. Mm. Yep, I, I get that. I get that. What kind of work have you done, though, to get to the point where you are at an acceptance and have a healthy relationship with your body? Lots of self-discovery, uh, yeah. coaching for myself yes. in the past. Um, taking my programs and courses and honestly having a daughter has been the biggest Aww. lesson in my life mm -hmm. because 
everything that I was at that age into my teens is mm. everything I don't want her to feel totally. about her body. I don't make my body a thing to her. I just make it what gives me strength. I love that. Mm-hmm. And for her to know that her beauty will come from within mm. and her body will be strong and who she is is what matters at the end of the day. I think we have so much more education around body image and stuff to teach to our kids that I think that's one of the most valuable lessons you can teach your daughter. She's so lucky. Oh, no. She's Thank so you. lucky. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I wish I had a mom like you. My, my mom's great. I don't want to slam, you know, slam my mom, but I wish I had that. And I, I hope to be a mom like that to my daughter. When I was younger, I remember family members coming over and they would pinch like my thighs and be like, hmm, li- little big, you know, or, oh, you've gained some weight. Or, you know what was the worst for me was, oh, Haley, you're so skinny. Mm. Yeah, because that gives you that, you feel like you have to stay yes, skinny. Exactly. So I always had the opposite of that um, growing up. I always had like these skinny little legs and this big little belly running around and... Yeah. So Mel, why don't you tell us a little bit about your relationship with your body then and how it is now? Well, I think when you're a kid, you don't really, you just are and you, you, you just are. And then you start picking up these moments throughout your life. Like I remember when I was little jean shopping with my mom, I must've been like 10 and my mom was quite small. And I remember her picking out these like cute jeans. They had like a peacock on the back of the bum, like and I remember being stuck in this change room, like stuck in these jeans that I desperately wanted to buy. They were the thing. They were these like stretchy jeans. And I think that was probably the first time that I realized that I was not quote unquote normal, you know, and then throughout life, you just keep picking up these bits of information that make you feel like you're not normal. You know, in grade six, I remember a boy, he would be horrified to know this now, called me pork in grade six. Um, He has kids of his own now, so I'm sure, as I said, he would be horrified to know that he (laughs) said this to me. But those are things that you pick up and you start creating evidence around why he thought that. Um, I was always, you know, I had a lot of friends in high school. I was always the bigger of the friends. So what did I make that mean? I was the fat friend. I was always the fat friend. And looking back now, like I want to be that fat again. You know, you're always in that moment trying to change who you are. And then you look back at those pictures and think, fuck, like, like I looked good. And why couldn't I feel good in those moments? And even now, looking back at pictures of a couple years ago, I still think that. And, you know, I've really had to be conscious of my relationship with my body at this point because... I need to appreciate where I am in this moment. And I'm finally at the point in my life where I have accepted where I am. Uh, It doesn't mean I need to be happy where I'm at. I still have a lot of work to do. I've done a lot of work. I've done like two years. No, I guess a year and a half of, you know, intense coaching. And I've had my own mentors that have helped me through my stuff. And it's made me be more aware of my relationship. I don't think I realized how broken I was. I can again, see myself through the lens of compassion at this point, not realizing that I didn't really know any other way to live. 
because it was all these bits and pieces that I had picked up throughout my life. When my husband and I got together, I was called Steve's fat, ugly girlfriend. And that was probably a game changer for me. That was a game changer for me. Uh, My life changed in that moment. And I started living as that. And that's not me. That's not how I show up. Like, I am connection and I am love and I am... If you want to get to a woman, you call her fat. Like, I fucking dare you to call her fat. If that's all you have to say, you actually really don't matter. (laughs) That is so juvenile. And if that's the only thing you can pick on me for, basically, fuck you. Wow, what a difficult thing to have said. Shoot, yeah. I just got goosebumps listening to you talk, Mel. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a journey. It's been beautiful and it's been ugly and it's been exhausting and it's been amazing. I look back at my life a year and a half, two years ago, and I actually don't even know who I used to be. You seem very self-aware to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awareness when you said that. That's exactly what I was thinking of you. You are so in tune with who you are, and I think that's beautiful. And some days it's not easy. I, like I said... I still have work that I get to do on a day-to-day basis. I'm not where I want to be at this point. And I'm still making decisions to get to where I'm going to be. I don't know if we said this on air or off air, but you're never like really there. You never get there. Because when you get there, yeah, you just level up. You get there and then it's next level. We're never really fixed. We're never really better. You get to that point and then you make changes to... Level up again, which is so cool, which is so cool. So let me ask the two coaches here that are focusing on the self-love. What would you say is the very first thing somebody should do once they recognize that they need to improve their self-image and their health? Do you want to go first, Ashley, or do you want me to go ahead? You can go, Mel. So I think you need to get to, so looking at it from, Ashley's more the health coaching, I'm more like body image coaching. So I'll say that from my perspective of, you need to get to a level of acceptance and know that you are perfect as you are right now, how you are showing up. You don't need to change anything. Your weight does not define your worth. You're good as you are right now. And once you can, once you can look at yourself with that acceptance, that's when big stuff happens. And that's when you allow yourself to be open to make the changes in your life to be better and do better and know that you deserve more in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to want to get healthy and be fit for the right reasons, the the absolute right reasons. There can't be any other reason, but that you want to be healthy for you, not for anybody else, but for yourself. You want to feel good. You want to do it for you. You want to show up for yourself feeling good, but you want to work out. You want to be healthy and however that looks, however Mm -hmm. working out or fitness looks for you, however, walking, running just for you. And it starts with your mindset and then it just goes from there and transformation happens. So I just want to ask you guys, what is one thing that you are going to consciously change after this podcast tonight moving forward? Can I go first? Yes. Haley. I feel so blessed to have both of you here. What I've learned from this is to love myself where I'm at. Yes. Right? And I felt like I got that from Mel. Yeah. And then to start doing yoga. I learned. I feel like I learned that from Ashley. Where it's like, just start. And not worry about the time limit. Because I feel like, for some reason, there's this thought process in my mind where it's like, I have to do 30 minutes or I have to do an hour or else I'm not working out. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where if I start and I do like five minutes, then that'll get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you. And then maybe you'll feel like doing 10 or exactly. 50 or five some days. Exactly. And that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Jessica, so I want to thank you oh, both. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. I yes, love it. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Jessica? Um, I think for me, it's a little bit of both as well. Um, but something that Ashley said that really kind of resonated and she wasn't directing it at me, but I took it was the piece about do whatever exercise works for you. And so for me, I always think like, Oh, I'm not exercising because I'm not going to the gym and I'm not doing, Mm. you know, bicep curls and I'm not doing, you know, the squats and the things that are quote unquote exercise. So a celebrate the stuff I do do Mm -hmm. and B do more of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So the hiking and the stand up pedal boarding and the Mm -hmm. walking and the, that kind of stuff. So that to me is what doesn't impact my body negatively. And I just need to embrace those things and just do more of them. Yes. So yeah, I think that's. And now we have to do stand up paddleboarding dates because I have a paddleboard yes. and now we can do it together. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Ashley, for validating the fact that exercise and working out looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's a brisk walk outside. Other people, it is. Like you're hitting it at the gym or doing, you know, powerlifting or however that looks. Like just celebrate what you can do and what you like to do and do more of the things that bring you joy. If you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. Get outside, do yoga, just some sort of movement. Yes, your body was meant to move in all always, not just, you know, lifting a barbell in the gym. Mm -hmm. There's so many things your body can do and you should celebrate its strength however you want to. Well, thank you so much for both of you being here today and leading this conversation because I think it was a really important one for us to have. Let's finish with Ashley though. What are you going to, are you going to change moving forward? Oh, well, Mel, I love hearing you talk. I find it really amazing. Um, if anything, to be completely honest with you, I, I listen to you speak about loving your body and mm-hmm. those are things that I just want to continue to pass on yeah. to my daughter. And I, I thank you for that, Mel, because you have so much knowledge when it comes to that. Thank you. And I thank you for allowing me, you know, to, like I said before, validating that exercise looks different for everybody. Yes. So thank you guys so much. Oh, we made a love square. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. So thank you again so much for listening, Connections. And we want to thank our sponsor again, Nude Vodka Soda. If you are still with us and have hung on till the end of this cast, you are officially connected. Head on over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some names to faces. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review. And by honest review, we mean a five-star review. (laughs) Uh, our Our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth and real connection. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week. Bye. Bye, guys.